0: Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. I'm your host, Adam Homey, and I want to welcome you to our broadcast. As the name says, our listeners are business creators and they fall into four categories. The first category are entrepreneurs, small business owners, and local business owners. The second category are marketing and business coaches. The third category are folks who help others build their businesses, and succeed at the game of marketing. This can be anybody from virtual assistants to web designers to social media managers to media and publicity agents, anybody who helps others win at the game of marketing. And, of course, our fourth category, do-it-yourselfers who run your own businesses and just love to have your own hands on the levers and be in charge of your own destiny. If you are one or more of the above, please take a moment, explore our episodes, and discover how our experts can help you win at business at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Also, be sure to check us out on iTunes. Simply do a search for Business Creators Radio Show. We should be the first search result. Remember, every five-star rating is greatly appreciated and helps to spread the word. So for today's topic, we're going to cover how to sell from the stage like a pro. I am extremely honored to have with us, once again, our special guest expert, Jim Palmer, the newsletter Guru. And let me just tell you a little bit about Jim. Um, he's from for a lot of years. In fact, he's been a client of mine for the past going on seven years now. And Jim is a marketing and business building expert and host of Newsletter Guru TV and Stick Like Glue Radio. He's known internationally as the Newsletter Guru, the go-to resource for maximizing the profitability of customer relationships. He's the founder and president of Custom Newsletters Incorporated, parent company of No Hassle Newsletters, No Hassle Social Media, the Stop Waiting Mastermind and Coaching Program, the Newsletter Guru's Concierge Print and Mail on Demand service, and many, many others. His fifth published book called Stop Waiting to Get Easier, Create Your Dream Business Now, recently came out and it's available on Amazon and on his website. So, Jim, how are you doing today?
1: Awesome, Adam. Thanks for having me back on your program. I appreciate it.
0: Always an honor, always a pleasure. So, before we dive in here, let me just tell our audience a little bit about what we're going to be covering today. As I said, the title of today's episode is How to Sell from the Stage Like a Pro. As an entrepreneur, you know the power of speaking from the stage to establish your credibility and rapidly build your business. Now, after your speech, after you finish your presentation from the stage, would you prefer a line of people waiting to shake your hand and get a picture? Yeah, I know that sounds nice, a lot of congratulations, a lot of people shaking your hands saying, way to go, good job, or would you like a line of people waiting to invest in your products and services in the back of the room? Personally, I want both, but if I had to choose, I'd go with B, a line of people waiting to invest in my products and services. So Jim's going to join us today and share some priceless insights about how to sell from the stage and leave the room with a boatload of orders and new profits for your business. So, Jim, before we dive in, I think our listeners would love to hear how you got involved in helping entrepreneurs sell from the stage like a pro. Now, by now, most people who listen to this show know you as the newsletter guru. In fact, the world knows you as the newsletter guru. So how do we get from printed newsletters to selling from the stage?
1: You know, Adam, it is just a, an extension, if you will, of my uh, coaching. Um, you know, I'm in my sixth year now of uh, running a, um, a coaching program for entrepreneurs and my mastermind for the second year in a row is, is an international group of entrepreneurs and small business owners and it's one of the things that i've done in my business that that people are aware of particularly the people in the coaching group that i get asked about well how does that work how do you do it i'm getting a speaking gig you know what should my offer be and i always kind of go back to square one and say let's talk about your let's talk about your presentation because there is a a very unique and specific way to craft a presentation so that when you're done, as you just rightly described, people are waiting to meet you and buy and invest in some of your programs and resources. And so lest anybody think it's just a matter of asking or lest anybody think it's just a matter of luck, it is the furthest thing from that. There's a very strategic way to deliver a presentation that will have people wanting to invest in your, in your, uh, programs. And the, and the cool thing is, you know, i as you know, all too well, I've had this in the back of my mind for well over a year. Um, when I started speaking in earnest in 2009, you know, I would regularly close 25 to 30% of the room, sometimes a lot more, but on average and, and with, you know, great predictability, 25 to 30% of the room. And, um, and so I got pretty good at it and, and it really was a, a, a very, very uh key component in and accelerating the growth of my business. I, I I then got to uh really hate all that travel and airports <laughs> and security and so I kinda backed off a little bit in, in uh two thousand eleven or so and and uh then I started speaking again and you know, this time I had, you know, more products, more books and more programs and and um one of the things I wanted to do because, you know, for any entrepreneur, having some good information products is a, is a good component of an overall business and so that was one of the programs I wanted to have. And um so just to put a button on this, uh not quite a short answer, more of like a long <laughs> answer. But to but to put a button on it, Adam, you know, I was speaking um a lot this spring and summer of 2013 and in the fall, I think it was late September early October, I was going to give a um, presentation out in Phoenix, Arizona to the Arizona Marketing Association and our mutual friend Gary George says, we ought to record you doing that um, and kind of turn it into a webinar and so we hired a film crew to Come out to the meeting and film me, and when I saw it, and kind of, I thought, "Wow, this is really the basis of how to sell from the stage." You know, is to actually show people instead of just telling them. And and so anyway, that's how the program came about, and it, it's done really, really well.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm I like it very much myself, and we'll talk a little bit about about how your program on how to, stay, sell, this, excuse me, how to sell from the stage like a pro has really helped me. It's kind of interesting you mentioned Gary George, the founder of Blazing Multimedia. He was also a guest on the Business Creators Radio Show a couple months ago, and it was one of our really great episodes, so I'm glad you brought him up as well. Now, here on the Business Creators Radio Show, we provide the tools, techniques, and strategies to help entrepreneurs quickly grow their businesses. And a lot of the listeners tell me they have everything they need to succeed except time and money. Now, do you see this as an issue for those who want to grow their business by speaking from the stage and selling from the stage like a pro?
1: Well, if you don't have the time or you don't have the money to, (laughs) to, you know, fly, I guess that could be an issue. But you know, that question is one when when I when I heard you, and I know kind of where you want to go as far as the tools, techniques, and strategies. But the funny thing about that question, because I I sort of get asked a similar question in a roundabout way. you know, I, I, You know what? I think it was Robert Kiyosaki, the author of Rich Dad Poor Dad. He said, rich pe- or poor people say, "I can't afford that," and rich people say, "How can I afford that?" And so for me, when I started speaking, so it is a mindset, Adam, is what I want to share with your listeners. And when I decided to start speaking in 2009, I was doing decent, but I wasn't like, you know, setting the world on fire. Like I never had to wonder when can I slow down or anything like that. So when I started in in going around and doing these speaking gigs, and for the most part, when you give a presentation – where you're gonna actually make an offer, you're paying your own freight, man. You're paying your own airline ticket and staying in the hotel, and and, and it's kind of a trade-off because somebody is hosting an event, they're getting people in a room, so all you gotta do is show up and speak, so there's a trade-off, and, and hopefully the trade-off is you will make substantially more money selling your goods than if you got a um, stipend for speaking. And so the whole question about time and money you know, if, if if you're going to grow your business on cash flow alone, my guess is it's going to take you substantially longer to do that. And as far as time, okay. have, you know, it, there's a couple ways we could look at the time element, whether you got time to learn the strategy, whether you got time to go out there and do it, I guess, you know. You should find time to learn it. I guess you could sleep an hour less every every uh, Night for maybe a week or two and you could really make a lot of progress And if you as far as time going out to speak, let's get some good VAs in your world get you some delegation and, and give you the kind of time you need to go out there and do and and spend your time on what I always call high Revenue generating activities and not sitting there stuffing the envelopes for your next mailer
0: right Right. I think it's a very good point. This is something, it's a mind shift that when I accomplish it in my business, something I'm still working on in some ways, suddenly a lot of doors opened up. Instead of saying, instead of saying, I can't afford this and saying, how can I afford this? It gets me thinking about what are the opportunities that are out there? And I think that's a great way to look at things when we look at speaking from the stage. Now, Jim, from working with you all these years, and you're one of my very first clients that's still with us. We've been together for so long. I honestly can't remember if it was 2006 or 2007, but we go way back. So I've seen how your business has evolved over the years. And, and I happen to know that much of the sustained growth of your signature done-for-you program, no hassle newsletters, is a result of doing public speaking. So if you could just sort of give us the, you know, the 25,000-foot the view of, How that happened. We'll get into a little bit of specifics as we go along, but just tell us a little bit about how you used public speaking and selling from the stage to grow No Hassle Newsletters to where it is today, which is a very substantial business.
1: You know, and it's very informative, but it's also um, very strategic. When I branded myself the Newsletter Guru and started promoting that, you know, very hot and heavy, and then I wrote my very first book in 2008 called The Magic of Newsletter Marketing. The Secret yep. to More Profits and Customers for Life, that was really the impetus for me to go out and start speaking. And again, no one was necessarily beating my doors down um, to hire me and pay me you know, $10,000 for a keynote, but there were plenty of entrepreneurial groups and meetings around the country where I could go speak, offer my services to come speak. In exchange for having me, you know, tell people about my program. Now, the thing about speaking is you've got to you've got to give a presentation that is going to be of immense value to you know to the members who are there, or or clients, or customers, or just patrons, whatever you want to call them. But it's also got to be something that's congruent with the group. And you know the, specifically the host of the group that's bringing you there. Now, sure. you know a lot of the people that I connected with in, in my travels know me for for newsletters. They know that newsletters are a a good tool to have. But let's face it. I mean, one of the challenges I have is nobody wants to do a newsletter. I mean, it takes a lot of time. <laughs> it can, you never know what to put in it. Nobody really wants yeah. to do a newsletter. But in reality, what people want is they want they want to keep their customers longer. They want to get more repeat business. They want to sell more of their goods and services to their customers, and they'd like to get more referrals. It just so happens that newsletters are a great tool to make that happen. And so my, my, my kind of my keynote strategy that I usually talk about is the power of client retention and the magic of newsletter marketing. So when I open up my talk, I am um, talking about the power of retention as a strategic and a very much proactive marketing strategy. It's just not something, yes, we love our clients. Oh, we're going to give them good service. We know they're going to stay because where else would they go? No, no, no. There's a very strategic way in which to keep your customers longer. So they end up spending more and referring more. And so that's really what I teach. And, um, and therefore, at the end of it, once they sort of – after the course of about a 60 to 70-minute talk, they, they start buying into retention as a strategy. Instead of just saying, I need more new customers, you know, I tell them one of the best ways to do that is a newsletter, and I kind of evolved my talk into how to do a newsletter. So I'm actually giving some very good advice and, and suggestions and wisdom on how to do a newsletter, but um, – you know, kind of the kicker is they are hard to do, and that's when I offer a solution, which is no-hassle newsletters. I think
0: that's absolutely brilliant. So how would somebody in a situation like yours go about getting a steady a steady stream of public speaking gigs in front of these audiences full of the ideal target customers? I mean, because I could go speak anywhere, but it doesn't mean that the people in the audience really have any need for what I have to share. So how do you find the steady stream of public speaking gigs and get in front of audiences that are your most likely customers.
1: That in and of itself would be another product. And if I was to <laughs> give all that information on this here free radio show, now I'm getting you a little bit, but, you know, that is kind of the, um, that's kind of a linchpin to a speaking career. And there, I mean, there is a whole art and science of getting yourself these gigs. A lot of it rests, Adam, on who you know, um, who you will do other things for? You know, I'm a, I'm a big believer in, in giving first, and you know, in, in getting second. Um, Planting seeds, helping other people, promote their events, let them promote you, um, and things like that. Most of the speaking gigs that I've had have come from people that know me, that follow me through my videos, that know me through my books, and things like that. And, the, and, and I'd say in more than half the cases, they've reached out to me, but in probably at least 40% of the cases, I have reached out to them and offered because uh-huh. one of the things is as you build your own celebrity and, and you know, kind of expertise, some people are actually a little apprehensive to, to approach you. And so – and I, I do this now. I actually have somebody that gets me a lot of interviews like I'm doing now, which is not a, a speaking gig in front of a lot of people face-to-face, but it certainly is putting us in front of hundreds or thousands of people um, listening to podcasts and whatnot, so I have people that proactively go out. As a matter of fact, my my booking um, person actually says, oh, we know Jim, we'd love to have him, you know, and so Mm -hmm. the inference is, well, I didn't think he'd come on our show and that type of thing, so it is a whole marketing strategy. It's it's certainly more than we can cover here in a few minutes, but, you know, being proactive and and seeking out the gigs and then also – um, you know, putting yourself out there in the as you earlier described the twenty five thousand foot view is content marketing making yourself um, relevant and and sought after is a good way to do that.
0: you're absolutely right, and you just brought up a very important point. I myself have been amazed by the level of expertise I've been able to book for the business creators radio show, and as of this recording, uh, as of this episode we're doing this January. Fourteenth, And I have some guests that we're announcing for February that I myself can hardly believe that we're getting on the show. I mean, I just continued to see the level rise. And the thing is, it is so easy to book people. You know what our process is? We ask them. Yep. And they, and they say yes or no. And the majority of the time they say yes because people love the opportunity to be perceived as experts in as many relevant markets as possible and have somebody else promote them. So why would somebody want to come on my radio show? Because it's a feather and air cap. They can say I was on the business creators radio show and they see that we broadcast announcements to my list, getting people on the episodes. Uh, They see that we use blog talk radio, which is a platform that gets a lot of viral attention to our episodes. I mean, I get live listens. I have no idea where some of these people are coming from, but that's exactly the point because it's viral. We're on iTunes. We share it on social media. So why would you not want to take advantage of that? And why would you not want to do more speaking, speaking from the stage in order to get into other people's marketing streams? So I'd like to throw in one other question here real quick, if you'd let me here. So many folks say that Having a published book is a key to growing your speaking career, getting on stages and having these opportunities. Now, you have five published books. How have the books helped you?
1: Very much so. Um, You know, I always tell people there's nothing like speaking from the stage to enhance your credibility and your stature, your positioning, your celebrity expert status. But the only thing better than that, Adam, is being a published author speaking from the stage. Because, you know, if you're in a group of 50 people or 100 people or 1,000 people, and this group of people is sitting in their seats and there's one person on stage, that person on the topic they're going to be talking about is the perceived expert. People, whether... You know, you know, big groups can be different, I guess. Or, you know, there's going to be a certain amount of people who are just l- looking up there almost in awe sometimes. Or some people just mediocre and some people go, oh, that dude's not so smart. But, you know, in any given situation, once you're on the stage, man, you, as I say, you've got to almost really screw it up to do damage to the to the to the positioning and the cachet that you can get from speaking but when you're an author and believe me you want to promote that you're an author and maybe there's ways to give out your books or sell your books or whatever um, that is really a big thing because everybody has ideas and few people pull the trigger. Everybody has an idea for a book. Everybody would like to write a book, thinks they should have a book. Not many people actually go and do the hard work of cranking out a book. But there are right. incredible, incredible benefits that come from being a published author. And I will tell you now, as you say, as the author of five books, and I've been a co-author or a participant in a number of others, but five of my own books, it doesn't stop. It keeps getting better. And, you know, when I do interviews, like people go, oh, my God, I've I've written one book. I can't believe you wrote five. So, I mean, there's a lot of of things that go into it. And um, so, yes, being a published author is hugely important.
0: Okay. Let's shift gears a bit here. One of the top questions I hear from listeners of the Business Creators Radio Show and also from my own clients is how to figure out what kind of offer to make from the stage. We're talking about how to sell from the stage. I guess it helps if you make the right offer to begin with. Should you be offering products, services, mentoring and coaching programs, your own events, or something else? What are your thoughts on this?
1: It really depends on the audience. It depends on the host, what you're allowed to do, what the, you know, quote-unquote JV agreement is that you have with the person who's bringing you out to their event. Um, There's a lot of different things that go into it, but – you know, sometimes you'll you'll also hear people say, oh, I close 50% of the room, blah, blah, blah. A lot of that depends on the price point. I mean, if your price point is, is a $10 item, you know, uh, I could probably <laughs> close 100% of the room. But if you're asking somebody to buy into a monthly program with recurring uh, payments, you know, you're going to be somewhat less. The offer really has to do with whatever your core program is also because – Keep in mind, Adam, when you go out there and address different groups, you don't necessarily want to have to keep customizing your business on the back end to accommodate all these offers. Um, mm-hmm. So it really it really depends on what your core program is. Now, largely, probably 95% of the time when I'm out speaking and 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 making offers, selling from the stage, it is to sell. Uh, membership in no-hassle Newsletter. So I don't tailor, right. you know, My, my I, first of all, uh, a mentor of mine, Dan Kennedy, said it's always easier to find a new audience than create a new talk. So once you get a good talk and you get the thing perfected, just keep getting out there and doing it. So for the most part, I'm pitching uh, my no-hassle newsletter program. And, you know, if there's a incentive or fast action um, bonus for getting people to take, you know, take action right then and there, that's something you can talk about. But for the most part, what you offer really has to do with what your program is.
0: Exactly. Now, I know you have a course called How to Sell from the Stage Like a Pro, and it launched a few months ago. It's available on your website. And I've taken that course myself and gotten great results from it. In fact, I've told the story a few times. The very first time I studied that course material, I was on my way to a speaking engagement. And while I was on the airplane, I opened up the MP3 and I listened to it start to finish. Then when I got to the hotel room the first night, and let me just add one point, is it was a two-day seminar, and I was actually on stage both days. I did an educational presentation the first day, and then the second day I had the opportunity to potentially follow up on that, do a Q&A, and then make an offer to the audience. And the, the night I got to the hotel room, I listened to it again while going through my presentation and made some changes. Then I did my first part of my presentation the first day, came back to the hotel room, listened to it again, went through it again, went through my presentation, my offer again, made some more changes, came back to the room the next day and closed 71% of the room on a four-part webinar series as my offer.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm surprised you don't sound like me. You listen to me so often, but... um. you know it's it really is um, by the way you in in your question there you raised a very very important point and it's one of the ways that you could actually substantially increase your closing rate yet it's it's only available in a very limited amount of opportunities and that is to be able to speak twice within the same environment so um you know, if you can speak in the morning and then again in the afternoon, or if you speak one day and then the, and then again the second day, the first presentation is 100% content driven, and then the second time you speak is a little more content, but addressing some of the Q&A um, and then doing the offer. So you you just get to build incredible amount of of credibility and you know and good feelings with the group, and then and I hate to say this so it sounds nefarious, but they don't even see the offer coming, you know. Right. Um, so it, it works really, really well when you have an opportunity to do that. So um, I wanted to point that out. Now, did, I answer, did you ask me another question? I want to make sure I answer the first question you asked me.
0: Well, actually, that pretty much was the answer to the first part of this question. Now, what I was wondering, if you'd be able to let the cat – sort of peek her head out of the bag for just a minute. And I say that with with love because every week when we do our interviews here in the studio, my cat is always following me around. I'm not sure if you can hear her right now, but she's purring really loud, and she's about three inches from in the microphone here. She just won't leave me alone. So if you could let the cat peek her head out of the bag for just a minute and just tell us a little bit about how folks should structure their talk in order to increase their back-of-the-room sales. Because there is a science to it. There is a step-by-step to it.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to give you an option, Adam, and, and you as the host will make the call. There is a 15-step Um, procedure or 15 steps involved with um, how to sell from the stage like a pro what I can do I can either name all 15 and just briefly tell you about each one or I can pick one or two maybe go into a little bit of depth would you like me to outline the whole 15 step formula or what would you like
0: Uh, I mean, obviously, within the confines of a radio show, we can never deliver the entire picture. But what I'd like to do is I'd like to leave our listeners with the opportunity to have something they can really start working on and something that they can start experimenting with and decide and figure out exactly where their next questions are and where they need help. And I think that people listening right now would really benefit if you could just very briefly go through those steps, and I think that would give people some perspective on what they're supposed to do.
1: Awesome. So let's do that. Obviously, um, we, time, time does not permit us to go into depth and explain each one. But I'm going to give you the 15 steps, and then we'll see um, at the end of this where we are. So first yep. of all, positioning is critical. You must take the stage positioned for success. One of the best ways to do that is to use a video because every person, for the most part, 90% of the people that will introduce you are going to screw it up. And when you actually take the stage or just get in front of a room, whatever that looks like, you want to be – it's almost like vaulted up there and you hear the – harps like whoa you know you want to be up there like holy crap and and so what i have found works best is i have about a minute or maybe it's a minute and 20 second video which kind of like a highlight reel but it really positions me it actually has a upbeat music and things like that and it really positions me so when i do hit the stage i'm not coming up there with an announcer who's may even you know i also give people a a, a pre-written kind of not a script cuz i tell them don't 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 go up there and hold this paper and say, Jim is a really great personal friend of mine. You know, you don't want to do that. But, you know, so that's why I've gone this way. So positioning, that's first of all. The second thing is you want to begin your presentation with a strong, powerful statement, a quote, or a thought-provoking question. If you are currently going up and saying, thank you for having me, it's such an honor, I'm so privileged to be here, blah, 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 blah. Stop doing that. (laughs) The first thing you say, and the first thing you say, again, is a powerful statement, which hopefully either is benefit-ridden or it really spells out the reason you're there. Maybe it could be a quote or a thought-provoking question, and going up there and say, raise your hands if you want to make more money. That is not a thought-provoking question, so um, (laughs) something like that. Step three, you want to give the reasons why. List all the reasons why the audience should pay attention everybody that's in that audience is going to decide literally in the first few seconds maybe the first minute or two at the most they're going to decide whether they're going to start listening to you paying attention to you writing down notes or if they're going to start flipping through their iphone to see what kind of email came in in the last 15 minutes the fourth thing you do is you have to credentialize and humanize yourself and this is where you're going to share why you are the expert, that should be listened to, but you also want to humanize yourself, and this can most easily be done with self-deprecating humor. Well, what do you mean by humanizing, Jim? First of all, as I said earlier, when you are on that stage, you are kind of seen as, holy crap, that's the expert, that's the person. So even if you do a good job uh, talking about whatever the solution or the answer is to to the challenge or the program, you don't want people going, okay, I can see how that works, but I think it can work for Jim or Adam because look at them. They know how to do it and they're so smart. You want people in the audience to believe, wow, I can see how that works and I can see how I could do that too. So you have to humanize yourself and I do that a a few different ways which I explain in the course. The next part is the, it's called inform, educate and entertain. And this is where the large amount of your content is. So in an hour presentation, this is probably 40 minutes worth. So you're going to just deliver some really, really rock-star content. If possible, do a little entertaining along the way. You know, one thing about when you get people laughing, it means they're listening, and when they're listening, you can tell them something. So humor is really important. Um, Then you also want to speak in strong, confident terms. So as you educate your audience and share your information, you're really coming across as an authority. In other words, don't be all mealy-mouthed about it and go, "Well, you know, this kind of works for some people and blah blah blah." No, you got to be you got to be up there and be the expert. Again, we're we're now Adam through step 6. We're kind of 40 minutes, 45 minutes into an hour presentation, no hint of selling to the naked right. eye, to the naked eye. And and then the next part is called the transition, and this is where you're going to pivot from having your audience excited about what you've just shared, having them think, yes, I want to do that too, but in their head they're going, but how do I do that? All right, and then the following step, which is step eight, is called relief. So after the transition, you want to offer relief for the people. And sometimes I will actually say, I know by now you probably can't wait to go home and get your first newsletter out the door and in tomorrow's <laughs> mail, and that's quite possible. But I'm really thinking there's a bunch of people who are going, I really agree with this. I'm going to go do a newsletter, but I just still can't figure out how to do it. And that's when you transition into what I call relief, which is offering them um, your program and you start transitioning. You always want to avoid words, however, such as cost, buy, expense, purchase, etc. You're always talking about making an investment in what I call your future growth and profitability. Number nine, provide proof and evidence that your solution works. This is most easily done using client testimonials and you use a lot of them. A poorly written testimonial from an actual client will work Ten times better than the best testimonial you could ever say about your own program and then number 10 is the invitation that's called an invitation for a reason because I want to invite you to take part in this program um, that's going to help you and and then number 11 is you want to make a bold and compelling reason to invest in your solution right then and there right you want to and then part 12 is to offer a reward for taking fast action see most people want to think about it and your goal is to not walk away having necessarily informed them and have them go think about it um, you know in a giant room of people or in a small room of people there's going to be a few people who want to invest and see the value there's going to be uh, some people who don't want to do it under any circumstance, but then there's going to be the giant middle section, and those people want to think about it. And I invented a uh, term which has yet to make the uh, Wikipedia or, or whatever, but it's called <laughs> squishyville. And I think people that think about it go into squishyville and they never come out. So, what I encourage people to do, in fact, I actually challenge people no is okay, but make a decision. This is either good for you or it's not. So, you're either going to invest or you're not. Don't say you're going to think about it because as soon as you walk out, of here life takes over emails phone calls stopping at the grocery store for milk all that takes over and you will forget about this that's proven so i want to encourage you to make a decision now i'm going to actually reward you for making a decision when maybe you didn't even plan on doing so by coming here then number 13 is offer more proof and evidence again more testimonials number 14 is a recap because you've just hit them with 60 minutes to 65 or 70 minutes worth of information Um, During during your presentation. And so while you're doing the close now you take a quick minute to do a recap Help refocus them refocus them on what you'd like them to do right now And then 15 is a strong powerful close and this is where you pivot from the offer and fast action rewards Which are bonuses for signing up or taking action right then and then close out with something that's inspirational Or challenges them to take action and what you want is the audience to understand that the offer and reasons for acting now are so powerful that again even though they may have driven to the meeting that night not planning to do anything they're just compelled to do so and this is very much a mindset close this is where a lot of people get all squishy in their shoes and they look down Mm -hmm. and go so I don't know, if you think you might want to, you know, I don't know, have some more repeat business, just really think about it. I don't want to pressure anybody, but just think (laughs) about it, and then come talk. I'm going to be in the back of the room. Come talk to me. Hey, thanks for having me. That's not what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the 15 steps, Adam.
0: Right, and those are awesome. So everybody listening, make sure that you check this podcast out once it goes on to iTunes. Creators Radio Show, make sure to take note of that. And i got to tell you, this content is just awesome. And I know that you basically gave us the flying from above view, but to really get in depth with this, there is a course called How to Sell from the Stage Like a Pro. How does somebody get that course?
1: Uh, well, they can go to howtosellfromthestage.com, dot com, and then um, you know, just for having me on your program, they can uh, put in forward slash b r or bcrs for Business right. Creators Radio Show. So howtosellfromthestage.com dot com forward slash bcrs, and they can learn more about it. And um, it's really, you know, the program itself. Uh, you know, as you know, I work with coaches too, and every single coach told me that I was underpricing it and things like that and you know i 'm not making my living on on selling courses like this in fact, when I sell some of these courses at them it 's to help people not only do better in, in their in their business but it 's also help them to get know to know me a little bit better so it's you know it 's not completely uh unself serving but um you know, they can invest in the program for as little as $197, and I dare say if I help you close even 5 or 10% more of the room, you're going to make this up in, in, in your very first speaking gig.
0: Right, and I more than made up the what would have been the investment in that. So I wholly recommend the program. Now, as it turns out, Jim, we have a little bit of extra time left here on the radio show. As usual, you're very clear and you're very concise with the information you share with us, and thank you for doing so. And what I'd like to do now is shift gears a little bit and let's share with the audience about something very special that you have coming up. And whether they're listening to this live or whether they're listening to the podcast tomorrow or whether they're listening to the podcast a year from now, I think there's still plenty of people are going to be able to get from this. In fact, I'm quite excited about what you're up to myself, especially since I'm involved with it. So why don't you tell me a little bit about this thing that you have going on here coming up in a couple months?
1: It is called, and uh, thank you so much, it's called the Create Your Dream Business Now Academy. Um, you know, my book, Stop Waiting For It To Get Easier, Create Your Dream Business Now, has just done gangbusters. Um, I was very honored and flattered to have um, Kevin Harrington from the Shark Tank write the forward to the book, which was just cool beyond words. And um, yeah. But I started getting a lot of people asking questions about some of the strategies and you know, how do I get started? Or I got started a year or five years ago. I'm just kind of languishing. I haven't hit six figures yet, or I can't get past that. And I thought, you know what? Um, I started sharing this actually with, um, a couple mentors of mine and they said, you, you got to put on a, put on like a two or three day live event and teach live some of these strategies on how people can actually kind of leave there with action steps on how to create a dream business. And, and, um, I actually came back with uh, a challenge for my coaches, which is actually me digging my feet in the ground a little bit and said, I don't know, attendance is down, getting harder to put people in butts and seats, as they say, when you're doing the seminars. And, and they said, you know what? What you've got to do is do something a little different. And um, so sure. it's not just your standard go in a cold room and every hour another speaker goes up, gives you a presentation, perhaps similar to what we've just described, and then tries to sell you something. I said, no, I don't want to do that. I actually want to teach all the ways that I have built my very successful business And one of the things I often refer to is a million-dollar platform on a shoestring budget. And what that means is I am everywhere. I am in video. I'm in podcasts. I'm in newsletters. I'm in books. I'm in blogs, article marketing, social media of all kinds. So I am seen everywhere, but I really don't spend that much money. And that's what I refer to as my million-dollar platform on a shoestring budget. So I'm going to teach that. So one of the ways I'm going to make this event different is I'm actually going to spend a lot of time actually kind of pulling back The curtain on my own business and um, because Adam I've had a number of people that I coach say in one way shape or form I really like to have a business like yours and they don't mean specifically like mine but one where there's multiple streams of revenue you know I coach people I do this and that it kind of a lot of the different businesses I have kind of run themselves so and I thought I I just got to teach that I think other people can learn so it is March 13th, 14th, and the, there's a bonus day, the third day, the 15th – not bonus, I should say optional is a better word – for an actual in-person masterminding uh, opportunity with me so I, I can um, you know, really help dissect your business and give you some great feedback. And uh, It's taking place in Las Vegas, and it's going to be a, an event truly like no other event you know, I think most people have ever been to.
0: Exactly. And I'm really looking forward to it, not only because it's going to be fantastic content, but because you've been so generous and have honored me with the opportunity to speak to your audience. So I'm really looking forward to that as well. So it'll be you, it'll be me as a guest speaker, and I believe your other guest speakers, at least as of right now, are Jessica Rowe, Gary George, who we mentioned earlier, both of whom are also guests of the Business Creators Radio Show. So it's kind of like a round-robin lineup, and I'm really looking forward to it. Also, because on a personal note, I have not yet met Gary or Jessica in person. And the funny thing about having an online business is the opportunities to actually meet people live and in person are so few and so far in between in many cases that they themselves make it so worth it, which is why I try and get to live events, whether I'm speaking or whether I'm attending or whatever I'm doing, at least several times a year, because it re-energizes my business, and it really gives me some new opportunities and some new networking connections. So, as I understand, you're doing a pretty good job throwing this thing up. Uh, what are some of the strategies you're using to get those button seats for your live event? This is another topic that people are very interested in here on our radio show. Okay. and.
1: Uh... I'm going to ask you to hold that question and, remind, and re, remember to ask me again in just a second, but I want to Sorry. touch base on, on the other speakers because what I have promised is that this is not a speaker pitch fest type of seminar. I'll be doing right. 95% of the teaching. And, but what I what I am very clear about, and anybody that asks me, is there are things that happen in my business that I don't have the first darn clue <laughs> as to how to do them. Um, you do a number of those for me. And so I don't just want to share information. I really want people leaving that with not only the knowledge and information, but kind of the how-to on how they can actually do things. So, for example, you're, I know you're a great master at, at teaching people how to repurpose content, how to how to take what somebody creates and make and blast it across multiple platforms. So I'm actually gonna have you talk about that. Jessica is kind of my secret weapon for getting me some social media presence, especially on Pinterest, but she's also very, very good at getting me tons of interviews, and I know that's something a lot of people want, so she's gonna talk about that. Gary George is going to pull back the curtain on how I leverage many many marketing platforms and actually through this whole past year 2013 Um, How I'm able to follow people that follow me online. I can follow them around no matter where they go I've seen the pop-up and if they visited my website and they still don't take action a different message will pop up It's he's really um, a sensei. I call you my sensei He's really a sensei also in how to do that So I'm going to ask each of the three of them to come up for about 45 minutes and, and talk about how this works because I don't know how it works. I know what I want, and you guys pull it off for me. So that's what they're going to do. And then the one other thing that I thought would be really cool, um, and I thought about this as I was putting together the website, is what would people really like to know? Um, what would the, what would make it a great experience? So on day one, um, if you register for the um, for the uh, middle or the, I have three different levels, the middle or the the third level, you can actually, um, I'm going to treat those folks to lunch with my support team. So the three of you, and I think one or two other people on my team will be in Las Vegas and they will be around, uh, round tables. And so you can actually pick their brain because, you know, one of the things people, um, I guess admire about my, my business, I have nine virtual assistants that help me do a lot of stuff. And people are like, well, how does that work? How do you interact with them? How do they know what to do? How do you hold them accountable? All these different things. So it is called Pick Their Brains Over Lunch. On day one, um, you can actually uh, uh, have a free lunch on me with my support team. So that's kind of cool. Um, so I just want to make that kind of clear about what, the, what you guys will be doing and the reason I'm doing it. Now, as far as marketing the event and putting butts in the seat, so to speak, I am pulling out all the stops i'm not I'm not being cheap like you know far too many entrepreneurs do oh, i'm just going to do email oh, I'm just going to do email <laughs> well email right. alone does not cut it anymore <clears throat> so i've done a um, a three step mailer I did a giant postcard in December um, just earlier this uh, about five days ago as we' as we're doing this interview, I did a um, eight page full-color sales letter mailed in a clear envelope to about a thousand people that are on my list and we're going to follow up with another um, postcard of course I am doing a lot of email and doing tons of social media videos um, you know so we're promoting this in a big way reaching out to uh, folks in my mastermind group folks that follow me on my list and things like that so it is a um, it's, it's, it's very similar to um, writing a book when you get the book done that's the easy part, and that's just when you kind of let a breath out and go, oh, my God, that's done. But that's when the hard work kicks in of selling the damn thing. And the same right. thing, once I created the um, the Dream Business Now Academy, man, now you got to get into gear and market it. So that's a little bit of, of what we're doing to uh, put butts in the seats.
0: Right. I really like all that, and there's a couple of points I want to bring out, which is you can't simply – rely on email. You have to have a multifaceted strategy in addition to your email list, in addition to sending out mailers. And this is the thing I want people to remember is no matter what you're promoting, whether it's an event, whether you're looking to get more speaking gigs, whether you're selling a product or a service or what have you, don't forget the inbox that Google can never interfere with, which is the inbox where people actually go and pull their mail out of the mailbox. Please don't forget that. So I wanted to bring that up for one thing. And for those who are listening, I would encourage you to study the Stop Waiting Academy as an example of things you can do in terms of developing your live events and some of the content that you're going to want to include in your live event. I myself am very excited about this and I'm very excited about the opportunity to be your guest expert and I'm looking forward to meeting folks. So I think this is going to be a really Really great opportunity here. And again, thank you so much for sharing some of the insights in terms of what people are going to get and how they're going to and how you've been promoting the event. So, in terms of that, in terms of promoting the event, of all the strategies you've mentioned, which ones have been most successful for you so far?
1: Uh, Are you talking about marketing or what I'm going to be teaching?
0: Well, actually, let's do both, as a matter of fact, because we have about about ten minutes left here, so I think we have time for both of them. So, first of all, tell me in terms of the marketing strategies that you're using to promote this event, what's been most successful for you and why, and then, you know, in a little bit in terms of the content that you're putting together, what do you think is, you know, what do you think is going to have some of the greatest impact? I mean, knowing it's all going to have a great impact, of course.
1: Well, Adam, to be honest, I, I can't give you a good answer on the marketing because the eight-page sales letter, which is in color and cost me no small amount of money to get I'm that sure. done and mailed, and I'm mailing it first class. I don't know the results on that yet because I think people are receiving it right now, so I can't really speak to that. But in, but in reality, at the end of the day and a month from now, I'd look back and go, you never know exactly how they're going to make the decision, Um, but you can't just do one thing either. I mean, there's an expression. The money is in the follow-up. So whether they've seen uh, Facebook ads, whether they followed me on my social media posts, whether I'm mentioning it in my weekly videos, my weekly podcasts, yes, yes, and yes, Um, whether they see the sales (laughs) letter um, and whether I I hammer their email inbox, you know, as each deadline approaches. You never know what's going to trip somebody up, but you start pulling away one or two or three of those important ingredients and, and whatever's left, ceases to become as important as if you were doing everything so I don't have a good answer but I know I can't simply send email deliverability rates are ridiculous and it's more than likely going to get missed so as far as what to teach I want to give a um, I'll give my first kind of pull pull the curtain back answer to your to your audience Adam and and what I did after my uh, my two coaches advised me to go ahead and do this event Um, I still wasn't convinced, and so what I did is I did a survey to everybody on my email list, and we had like 108 people reply, and um, they basically told me what they would like to learn if they came to this event, and so actually – so let's assume a couple – uh, folks that are listening to the Business Creators Radio Show right now are going to opt into this program and come meet you and me in Vegas, which would be awesome. Um, one of the things I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you the survey, I'm going to show you the answers, and then I'm going to actually put up the sales letter. And, boy, no small coincidence that a number of the things I'm going to be teaching are things that people wanted to know about. And, in, right. and I'm not gonna, I am won't go over all of them, but let me give you a couple of the bullets Um, how to market and grow a profitable business even in a crappy economy because I've had significant growth these last five years And I think these last five years as we look back on them from any period in the future have to be the crappiest time for small business owners. So I am proving once and for all that you can market and grow a very profitable business. You can achieve significant growth even in a crappy economy. So I'm going to to show you how I do that. I'm going to talk about positioning, how to create your compelling character, and I'm going to teach you how to promote yourself and develop your own celebrity expertise so prospects and customers are literally magnetically drawn to you. You. Um, I'm going to show you actually uh, how I create so much content. I was on a interview um, literally about three hours ago, and the guy who's been following me for a while, he says, I don't know anybody who creates more content on a weekly basis than Jim. And he said, I've been following a lot of information marketers for a while. So I'm going to show you how I create so much content, and you're going to be a little shocked at how, I'm not going to say how little I create, because I do create a lot, but Again, because of Great. the multiple platforms and strategies, it looks like I'm creating 10 times more than I actually am. And um, and then I'm also gonna talk about how I get more done every week than most people get done in a month. And I'm also gonna have a session on how to outsource and and build a virtual assistant team and then again one of the last things i'm going to do adam um, so if as if the first day is not going to be great enough with that pick a brain over lunch i'm going to do an evening session so after we break for dinner we're going to come back for a free bonus evening session this is open to everybody no matter what level you come in at and i'm going to teach um, everybody how i created uh, my very profitable uh, virtual mastermind and coaching program uh, a lot of people have said, Boy, I'd love to have a coaching program. I'm going to tell you exactly how I started, how I got it going, how I've marketed it, how I grow it, how I run it on a monthly basis. So, it's, again, it's going to be very revealing. And um, I, I probably say that that session alone will be worth the price of admission, as they say.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And what I wanted to also draw out for our listeners here, because it looks like we're kind of doing a bonus module on event planning in addition to how to sell from the stage like a pro. What I really want to draw out is you mentioned that as you were planning the event, you did a survey of your list to determine what they would like to see and how they would like to see it. And it really helped you get not only some structure for the event, but it also gave you some critical intelligence for your business in general, you use some of the same data to form your new coaching and mastermind program for 2014. And what I'd like our listeners to know is you do need to survey your audience because that's also going to give you a stronger sense of how your people want to be served and how you can serve them, which will help you create a better presentation for selling from the stage like a pro. It all works together. Your stage presentation, your marketing message who you serve, how you serve them, it all comes together. So please bear in mind that I mean, you can decide you're going to speak on the stage on pretty much anything, but you have to figure out what's really going to sell. You have to figure out what people are actually going to be buying. And we covered earlier the question about should you sell a mastermind, should you sell a product, should you sell a service. And, again, it all depends on your audience and what they're looking for. or your audience the type that – want to do it themselves and have somebody help them do it right, or they want it done for you, or do they want coaching? What exactly are they looking for? So you really need to use all the tools in your arsenal to figure all of this out. Uh, Very, very, very important. So as a final Um, question, I'm sorry. Can I
1: interrupt real quick? Um, You know, one one. one of the reasons I think most small businesses fail is they charge off headlong with a full head of steam in a certain direction based on their gut or based on what they think the market wants. And in reality, there may not be a high demand for it. And so right. one of the things you, can, you need to do is really do some research and figure out what the market wants. Now, specifically, right. if you're a speaker, um, this works for business in general, but if you're a speaker, there's two types of um, – speeches that especially paid speakers um, give and promote and there there is the content there's the speech that people want and there's the speech that people need and the speakers who are not getting booked as often are because they think they're smarter than everybody they want to give the talk that they know people need instead of the talk that the the host or the promoter or the or the event says that people w- That people want. So in other words, if somebody says, um, you know, I want to do, I need a talk on leadership. And then you as a speaker and, and a very powerful business person says, well, I know there's, there's a lot of talks on leadership, but let me tell you what they really need. I think they really need this. And then they say X, Y, and Z those people don't get promoted or they don't get uh, booked. So what you want right. to do, first of all, again, is, is you need to do research to find out if there's a need and how big the need is. And then specifically, if you're a speaker, go ahead and get booked on what they want and then into your, into your presentation, start giving them what they want. And then you could start to transition into information they need once you have their attention and they're captivated. So there's a couple nuggets in there for you.
0: Right. Right. So my final question I was going to ask here is uh, let's turn this around a little bit. Uh, you are, let's say you're the organizer of an event. Now, your event is largely focused on you teaching with a few select guest experts to help you make some of your critical points. But let's say that you are a conference organizer and you wanted to bring in some guest speakers, which obviously if somebody wants to sell from the stage like a pro, they have to get on stages. What would be some things you'd be looking for in determining who should be speaking on your stage?
1: Well, if it was me, I'd be looking for experience. I'd be looking for uh, reputation. Um, right. So you, one of the things that entrepreneurs, and by the way, I don't make a lot of referrals. Um, and so people say, well, who do I use for this? Who do I use for that? Sometimes I'll give some generalities, but one of the reasons I don't make a lot of referrals is not because I'm stingy with my resources, it's because when you make a referral or connect people who know, like, and trust you for what you do, when you make a referral and it goes bad for whatever reason, even if it's your client's fault, it reflects on you. And so if if for me as an event promoter, if I'm gonna put somebody on my stage, they better have an impeccable reputation um, they better have never, you know, if you Google them and type the word scam or anything like that, they better not be coming up. And I realize there are there are some folks who will do that just for, you know, giggles and, and for being a putz. But for the it's most happened, part, this
0: happened it's some friends of ours, and you can see clear through who's just one malcontent, but I get your point. You don't want them to have a reputation as a scammer.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna put anybody in front of people that know like and trust me, that invest their time and money to come to one of my events, the last thing in the world I wanna do is taint the relationship that I've built over weeks and months and even sometimes years by giving somebody uh thirty five or sixty minutes to, to screw up five years worth of worth of uh, you know, relationship building.
0: Precisely. Precisely. So these are all very important things to know. So, if you want to sell more from the stage like a pro, part of it has to do with how you conduct your business and how you conduct your life. So, Jim, I got to say, th- again, thank you so much for being with us. This was absolutely amazing. And as we wrap up, you know, again, could you let our listeners know where they can contact you and learn more about you and everything you've shared with us today?
1: Yeah, my main website is the thenewsletterguru.com, www.thenewsletterguru.com. From there you can hook up to my TV show, my podcast, my blog, all my products and books. If you're interested in the um, program we started talking about, it's howtosellfromthestage.com forward slash B-C-R-S. And if you're interested in um, getting registered, and as we're recording this out, and we're about half the seats are full Um, It's going to be a boutique-style event, by the way, so uh, even if 100 people want to come, we're capped at 50. Um, That is StopWaitingAcademy.com, www.StopWaitingAcademy.com. It would be awesome to meet some of your folks in person, and and, um, I think they'd have a heck of a good time and, and make some money from it.
0: Absolutely. So, Jim Palmer, the newsletter guru, thank you so much for being with us today.
1: My pleasure, Adam. Thanks again for having me.
0: And, again, this is Adam Homey, host of businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Take care.